What's good, YouTube and I? Welcome to Lords of the Long Box. Happy new comic book day to you. Uh, or should I say happy new Batman 89 day? Uh, hopefully everybody got that. We got a Black Knight Report long-term spec list on a favorite X-Men. Let's get right into it, boys and girls. What's good, YouTube nights? Welcome to Lords of the Long Box, episode 150 something or other. We like to call this the Black Knight Report. We got a long term spec list based on a mutant, believe it or not. Uh, first of all, let's pay some bills, man. This show is sponsored by our friends at KRSComics.com. Go to KRSComics.com, use the discount code of LOTLB to get 15% off. Any KRS Comics exclusives, including those C2E2 variants, and I verified that it worked by going it in there and using discount code of LOTLB. You see that C2E2 KRS Black Flag exclusive. I got 15% off of it, so it uh, does work. These are some of the other ones they have as well, but they are going to be at C2E2. This gorgeous, okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jesus, I don't know if that's auto, but if it is, I'm going to strangle him. This is a Natalie Sanders variant. There's also a Hope Tyler Kirkman variant and some other good stuff. Speaking of C2E2, our friend Rocket Comics will be there. Tell them the Lords of Lombok sent you and get 20% off any of your pressing needs. If you have 10 books, 20 books, 30 books, your first order will be 20% off. After that, it's 10% off, and they too will be at C2E2. The cutoff may be a little bit too late for C2E2, but if you want any uh, signatures facilitated, hit them up now. They may be able to squeeze you in. They're going to be at C2E2, which I think is next weekend. Yes, um, it is. Is it next weekend? Yeah, right, I think yeah, you have so. three days. I think the cutoff was the 22nd of this month to get everything so in. So. Get over our friends over and stuff. Yeah, go hit them up. And also our show is sponsored by the geekyswagshop.com. Go to geekyswagshop.com. Use the discount code of LOTLB to get 15% off any NY Warrior shirts that are going up for sale over there. Just tell them, put in the Lord's discount, get an extra 5%. But you're supporting the NY Warriors. Just thought I'd give them a hard time with that. So uh, let me introduce my fine esteemed panel of panelists. Manimal, say what's up to the good people. What's going on, everyone? Excited to finally be able to talk a little bit of X Men here. So, good how's the eye? Topic. The eye's good. The eye's all healed up. There you go. He's not yeah. a one eye bandit anymore. Nope. A man, manimal. Our man, man, Nemesis Prime. Say what's up to the good people. Hey, mon ami. What's going on? We're doing some gambit stuff tonight. I am excited. This will be a true test of Otto's uh, Cajun French pronunciation skills. <laughs> Otto from the Grotto, say what's up to the good people. What is up, everybody? It's not Mutant Monday. It's Wednesday night with Gambit. We're ready to hear, ready to go. So I didn't go crazy on this Batman book. I didn't get it. She's going to die within a third issue. So all you guys that went crazy on it, oh, well, because she's going to be dead in three months. So it doesn't I, matter. I think you're talking about punchline. And I think yeah. there are more legs for this. I don't think she'll be gone. <laughs> I think it'll, I mean it's got it's absolutely ludicrous. It's 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 more than Naomi. It's more than anything really because this is 
Presale Madness. If you guys don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about the first appearance of Punchline, which is the easiest spec book ever because they told us she was coming. They made a big deal about it. So if anybody's out there saying they have the spec of the day, tell them they're full of shit. Everybody has a spec, but guess what? It's all sold out everywhere. I, you know, I, it's funny because I hit up my man, the big to do. I said, and he thought I was joking when I asked him if he if he had a copy. He goes, "You're kidding, right?" He goes, "These were sold out like two months ago." Like, <laughs> I like, all right, never mind. You didn't have to get all personal on me, big to do. Shout out to Comic Tunes and Toys in Tustin, California. Um, so let me preface this by saying, every now and then we get something called a long term spec list from our friend, the Black Knight, who is an insider who's been hooking us up for a good six, seven months now. He gets a list of characters that are going to be that are being reserved by typically he gets, sometimes gets it for DC. They're going to be reserved for CW or HBO Max or um, the Warner Brothers movies. This one is a Black Knight. What is that noise? Is somebody pounding? Anyway, uh, this one is Black Knight. He got it from the fine folks over at Disney, and he got word that Disney is planning a gambit series either Ooh. for disney plus quite possibly hulu foggy is really really angsty to get something x-men related onto tv uh doesn't necessarily mean he can't pop up in a later iteration but that just goes to show you x-men is more down the road he'd like to introduce some more mutants along the way arguably gambit is a very popular character uh and it stems back not from just the comics but also the animated series gambit made a really big impression on that and even those who like that x-men origin movies uh what was it taylor kish did a okay job with uh with gambit gambit has the interesting power of being able to energize items uh and he picked the most uh least dangerous thing ever a pack of uh, playing cards so (laughs) you think maybe energize some daggers to throw right or something like that but uh, either way, I think this is the kind of news that people have been waiting for. Um, and we have a list as, and, and we have a list of characters they don't want to use for the Gambit uh, show. Uh, so it's very specific in the Gambit world. Kevin Feige really likes the character. He wants to do like a modern take of Maverick. Uh, for you young kids don't know, go out there. That was a James Garner TV show based in the wild, wild west. But he wants to... It's going to be based in New Orleans, which is very specific to the character. If you've noticed, Marvel is really, really kind of digging into that New Orleans vibe because with the uh, what is that? Cloak and Dagger going to be in New Orleans. Uh, they tease a dot brother voodoo is going to be based out of New Orleans. So they're very, uh, you know, because New Orleans has a rich history of the Cajun stuff, the mystical stuff, voodoo mm-hmm. stuff. And so before we go over this list of characters, it doesn't necessarily mean they're going to the show is going to be based on it. But these are characters that they said, hey, I want you guys to research these characters going to want to use them for the Gambit series. I will if in the future, I will try to get in more depth detail about how these long term spec lists are handed to us. A lot of times just names are given no specifics. But in the future, I may be able to get specific issue numbers. In other words, somebody is saying, hey, Look at this. I want you to read it and tell me more about it. And they tell you, uh, you know, for instance, give me, I want to tell me about Giant Size X-Men 1 because I want to take parts of that and adapt it to the big screen. But for now, it's kind of specific. It's not, it's kind of generic, the list of characters that we get. But we know that it's saying, hey, look these characters up because I want to use them. And start off, let's look up Gambit first and the first appearance of Gambit, which has been a book that everybody should really have, to be honest with you. But we want to look at two of them specifically. Uncanny X-Men number 266, the first full appearance of Gambit, 
And then there's X-Men Annual number 14, which is the true cameo of Gambit. I don't care what you say. It's what the market has dictated. You can see there the X-Men Annual. I think it came out like a couple of months right before X-Men 266 did. And yeah, it's got a, it did. It was, yeah. it was like a the whole issue was there was like a delay or there was some kind of delay of 266 and the annual popped out a little early. Yeah, not shocking to me that there was a delay in that era of comic books. There's always, there was always delay. <laughs> right. And then good old X-Men 266 has a GPA of 388 on a 9.8. And I think, Justin, if, if you got any more sales data that you can parse to give the fine folks? Uh, other than the 9.8, I did not pick up this because I could not find a 9.8. But there is actually a Mark Jewelers variant out there. And there was a 9.6 that sold this month for $450. So if you guys are looking for this book, that's pretty rare. A Mark Jewelers for this. I've never, and I've seen X-Men 266. I'm sure everybody has. I've never come across a Mark Jewelers. Wait, there's a, the I was, I thought you meant the X-Men annual. I mean, that's. Oh that's no, I'm talking really, about a 266. That's gotta be a really old Mark Jewelers. That's right. Like toward the tail end of when they mm -hmm. were doing the Mark Jewelers insert. That's pretty interesting. Yep. So, you know, us, we're all about those Mark Jeweler inserts. So, um, as I was going through this list, I was looking at it and there's like, this is a lot of, I thought to myself, man, it's cool that we finally can spec on some X-Men books, which seems like an odd thing to say, right? Like, you know, uh, co comic collectors, we've been buying up Chris Claremont's run, X-Men 94, Giants has X-Men run, of course, X-Men 1 and all the issues up to 67, because after that, they were all uh, reprints, so be careful what you buy on those, but great great digging grounds especially the burn claremont era from uh, giant size up to like 142 and then there's issues in 200 claremont came back and that's you know claremont actually did is the first guy who did um what's that who am i talking about i meant gambit he's the first guy who did gambit what is gambit's name auto remy lebeau well, you said that right. All right. Uh, We're there gonna, we go. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> the reason I say it is there's some very challenging names in this. If you're uh, if you're French or Cajun and know the kind of weird spellings for the Cajun characters. And of course, you know, when you're reading something, you don't have the actual, you know, name of it where you go into Google and ask, how do you say so-and-so? But uh, first up, let's get right to it, boys and girls. Um, and I think you guys, you know what? I don't even have my show notes, but who's going up first? Otto? I'm going up first. Uh, so we're going to switch off from Otto and Zach. Then you guys kick it over to Justin for the GPA. So first up on the yeah. list, we have the Thieves Guild. That's the Thieves right. Guild, which first appeared in Gambit number one, December 1993. And when you talk about the Thieves Guild, you're also talking about the Assassin's Guild, which is really neat because it brings both of those worlds into play. And, you know, it was set up in New Orleans. So exactly what you were talking about, Tim, uh, bringing that whole rich New Orleans culture into it. You've got characters like the Black Cat are involved in this and characters like Odessa Drake when she was involved with the New York branch and then it moved all the way down to New Orleans and Remy was in, 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 involved in it. And it's just really a lot about how the guild and the thieves and how Remy was a thief and it's really interesting. And that Gambit, number one, it's a fun read. Um, but Justin, we got any sales data on that book? Yeah, there's uh this book is of course highly printed. I mean, if you go out there, just go out there and buy a 9.8. You know, last sale was for 70 bucks, 90 day GPA on a the 9.8 is 60 bucks, but there is a nice gold foil, which you can see on the left side of your screen. That is the, really the one to go for, guys. That one last sold in January for $341 with 90 day GPA for 296. 
I am totally a 90s slut, man. Give me a die cut or gold cover or anything. <laughs> Foil cover. Dude, that gold is not easy to find in 98 either. I guarantee oh, no. you. Whenever you no, see them, no. they're ding the fuck out of, uh, man. Even that copy I got there, you can already look at it. I pulled this off the internet and there's a ding out. This is off the damn Marvel site that they couldn't even find a perfect <laughs> copy of it. Um, that gold one. And I, I swear to God, I've seen this, you know, when you in, out in like, you know, but you always said, eh, it's too expensive to pay for it. It doesn't really uh -huh. mean anything. I guarantee. I know I have that. Uh, I'm, why am I thinking there's a reprint of this too? Cause this is right in the era of reprint reprinting books. I don't, I don't quite this know. This was also that. like right around where with the X-Men, they had all those little four part mini series. They had mm -hmm. the rogue one, the gambit, there was yep. a saber tooth. It was saber super popular yep. to do those little four part mini series for these characters. So uh, somebody in the live chat asked, um, Anthony Manzano asked, who would I cast for Gambit? And the only reason I'm, I want to answer that is because I can tell you who's not going to be in it. It's not going to be Channing Tatum. That right. era of uh, he had his 15 years to develop it, and that thing is done. Uh, it's not going to be Channing Tatum. It's going to be somebody I would imagine a lot younger than him to play it. Um, you know, let the speculation begin. We're not here to speculate on casting or production dates. We're here to cast uh, spec on the actual comics because that's what's affected by the back issue market, as you can tell. By you know, you know who I always liked back when you know there was the talk about the Gambit movie. I thought the perfect casting was uh, the dude who played Sawyer in Lost. I always thought that guy would have made a great Gambit. You know, it would be good. Long uh, hair, and he he was kind of like a rogue kind of guy. Yeah, who's he would have been a good cast for that. Who's the yeah. young kid from uh, Baywatch? Uh, Zach Efron? Zach Efron would make a gay, great gambit. It's kind of short, gay, though. A gay gambit? Mm. <laughs> well, that too, man. You never know, man. Oh, uh, while we're here, before we get to the next uh, subject, uh, we'd like to do something here on this program where we call what we like to uh, call it, we like to debunk the funk. Uh, so there are some... Typically, we leave uh, rumors and scoopers to their own devices and let them say whatever. But some of this shit is just wild. So I thought I'd, we'd address it. I reached out to our sources just to confirm. And yes, it's true. So it's true that this is false. It's Sony does not false, want yeah. to introduce a bisexual Spider-Man. This is absolutely <laughs> false. This is debunked. Peter Parker has the richest romantic history of all the Marvel comics with uh, Gwen Stacy to Mary Jane Watson to, you know, whatever. Alicia Harding, Black Cat. Yeah, you know what? He can be fine. Now, this goes back to some stuff that, you know, Tom Holland has said offhand, uh, Andrew Garfield has said offhand. This website has gone so far as to say they reach out to their sources and they said Sony reportedly wants to introduce a bisexual Spider-Man. That's just false. I reached out to both the Black Knight and Mikey Sutton. They both told me debunk that shit. Uh, another one is this which i don't even have to debunk myself uh so daniel radcliffe came out and debunked something from uh some dude named daniel rickman who's a scooper i like how this article in comicbookmovie.com says last year a so-called scooper uh said that uh daniel radcliffe was being eyed to play moon knight daniel radcliffe came out today and he said that's the first time i heard of it i'm not in it but i'd love to be in a marvel film so there you go daniel radcliffe is not playing moon knight so we're hmm. debunking that too you know I was when I heard that I was like, man, that sounds really off. I don't. Daniel Radcliffe seems a bit slight of frame. Uh, I'm not saying he can't bulk up, but put it this way: you're going to see a lot of stuff about bulking up when Pattinson plays Batman, uh, because he's uh -huh. still a bit slight of frame. I mean, when you talk about you know Affleck and his HGH roided out ass playing Batman yeah. as opposed to Massive. Uh, 
massive to the point where it's like, dude, you can't move in your suit. That you, you know what I'm saying? That's like, man, he bulked up a little bit too much. But he had the opposite problem Christian Bale had in Batman Begins. He couldn't move his neck because his head was too big, and yeah. Batman Christian Bale couldn't move it because the suit was too stiff. Yeah, I thought Bale really bulked up nicely though. He wasn't too oh, big. Yeah. He wasn't too small. Mm. He was like that. I could see that, but man. Affleck came out. He was bigger than Superman. I'm like, good lord, he's huge. All right, but next up on the list, let's continue down in the world of Cajun world. We got. Can you say that name? Yeah, am I up? Sorry, it's uh, Etienne Marceau. So Very good. I points. Ooh. All right. Well, wait till uh, we get to Otto. We're gonna see if we can do the next name. What do you got on this man? First appearance of Etienne so, Marceau. There's really not a lot on this character. Um, he's not. I don't think he's going to be a big character, obviously. Really, his only history is he's both kind of Gambit's childhood best friend slash cousin. They interact a lot together. Um, Otto's going to talk about another character that they interact with, Pig, coming up here soon. But he's kind of just uh, was Gambit's like childhood friend that he rolled around with, and he died pretty early on. So... Um, yeah, you'll, you could see him in like a, I could see him if they do like a flashback of Gambit's like younger life, but I wouldn't really expect too much from this. I play. have never seen this comic in my life. It's, it's not a wall nope. book. It's, but, but you know, what? this is a great fucking four or $5 spec, man. What kind of pricing we got on this, Justin? If yeah, any, yeah, definitely. This is the, this is your dollar bin, but, uh, dollar bin diving. Uh, last sold was unfortunately it's so old in 2008 signed by Fabian Nazim. For $58 and a 9.8. Other than that, there hasn't been any sales in any other grade, even just uh, unsigned. So, again, you go, like you guys said, you, we've never seen it, and I'm sure it's stuck in a dollar bin box. So, uh, but so you know James, what? King of the Golden State's going to be out there this weekend. Yeah. Finding this. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> that's what makes $9. these lists so fun is when you go digging at a con or a shop and you're like, hey, I saw this on the Lords and they're talking about it. How much? Two, three bucks. Boom. You know, and because not every time you go to con, it has to be a banger. At Help mm -hmm. 181. I went to Bakersfield Comic Con. I got like 10 different spec books that were those minor keys. And you never know if you get them for cheap. You never know when you can flip them. Look what happened today. God, we're going to keep on referencing today. I swear to God, it's going to be never ending. Uh, get ready to see him in uh, about 27 different auctions in the next month or so, I would imagine as well. All right, Otto is up next. Next on the long-term spec list is everybody should have this book in their collection. This is X-Men, the first appearance of the Marauders, X-Men 210, right? So now you're getting the group of mutant hunters. You know, this was a Mr. Sinister group. Very cool book. They went after the Morlocks. Um he, Mr. Sinister turned this group into hunters. He actually recruited Gambit into it. Sabretooth destroyed the Morlocks, killed hundreds of them, and just a lot of different characters, a lot of ancillary characters, I think, but characters that are still around, and the Marauders are just, they're badasses. And then, he became the, then you had the Purifiers, and they were just the hunters. And Gambit was kind of involved. He was kind of tricked into, tricked into it, but just a cool book that you should have. And you also want to go after the... Uh, the Inferno cover with Sabretooth on the cover, Uncanny. Uh, you want to go through Volume 5, Number 18, too. So a lot of different characters involved with the Marauders, but a book that you should definitely have as a, as an X-Men fan. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Justin, and what do we think? Selling? No, nah, here's another book. I mean, 9850 bucks basically, sold in October. Uh, but definitely a book that you, like like Tim said, you should absolutely have this in your collection. It's, uh, it's This was a great a story, cover. though. This is... This is good, good writing by Claremont. If you're an this X -Men, is X Men at their peak, man, yeah. right? This is the peak of their popularity because mm -hmm. this yeah. is right around the Sabretooth era and all this. This is when Claremont was really blowing up the X Men at the height of the comic book industry, too. This is before the so called uh, crash of everything. So, you know, I meant, you know, and, you know, and 
I, you know, my my man Jan guy one right here, first comic he ever read. You know, he named it, nailed it right. He probably has some original art with the Marauders on it. So <laughs> most people who are X Men fans know of the Marauders and what's going on with them. So I'm sorry, guys. I'm finally in the live chat now, so I wasn't able to catch up with you guys earlier. But it's hard uh, producing everything. Uh, 133 people watching, man. Shout out to everybody in the live chat, and I'll try to answer questions as we go. Uh, my man. Al Picknell asks, do you think Disney Plus or Hulu will bring the gifted back? The gifted is gone. Um, no, that was nothing too. to do with uh, Kevin Feige at all. Um, I mean, they had um, really, it was like Polaris and, you know, some other characters and brand even those weird twins that we had <laughs> the other day. Um, the Struckers, the Fenris. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fenris, you know, but, you know, now you can do proper real x-men and then some you know what i mean i mean it's not no knock about that but now it's kind of feige can do whatever you want hey shout out to roger levesque in the house look at that look at him yeah hey, um, i was just gonna say roger has a somewhat cajun last name right levesque. yeah that's go, right go ahead man speaking, speaking of um someone asked earlier do you think sinister will show up well i think the fact that you see marauders here is a good sign we're gonna see sinister because you don't have the marauders without sinister and honestly gambit's whole mythology is very strongly tied to sinister yeah, Agreed. and you know, but I, I, you know, sinister. They're saving for the big screen. Oh, Just course, think, you know, you know. Mm -hmm. but and it's 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 almost like um, when I say it's reserved for MCU because really it could be used anywhere. Right. If this Gambit character is he's not just going to be cast for She-Hulk, Moon Knight, all these characters that are coming to Disney Plus making their debut, guarantee you that they are not going to just stay there. They will eventually show up on the big screen. That's why whoever's going to cast it for these, know, they know this is their route to get into an Avengers film, or I don't even know what they're going to call a movie that features the Avengers, the FF, and the X-Men, but everybody yes. would be just what we just said about Daniel Radcliffe. He goes, nope, I wasn't in the running for Moon Knight, but I sure would love to be in the MCU. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, who wouldn't at this point, you know? Yeah, I, I mean, and that's a dude coming from Harry Potter saying, you know what? I wouldn't mind being in another giant franchise. So, so a lot of these books you're seeing on here are double spec books, meaning there's more than one of the first appearance. That's the good thing about the X-Men and Gambit characters. Next up on the list, Otto, is the first appearance of... So we have... This is yeah. me. This is Kandra. So Kandra is going to be one of those 90s typical convoluted characters. She's part of the externals who, if you remember back in the day, they were strongly involved with X-Force. You had Gideon, all those fools who were immortal. Uh, Cannonball was supposedly an external. So Kandra, her story with Gambit is kind of goes back and forth in time. Um, she was an external who pretty much kind of founded and brought together the Assassins and the Thieves Guild in New Orleans, but really kept running into Gambit throughout time. You had his young his young self, and then his older self came back in time and interacted with her very young. Uh, we recently saw her. Her most recent interaction was in the uh, Mr. and Mrs. X storyline, actually, where she and another character we're going to talk about here soon, Belladonna, both kind of kidnapped Gambit and Rogue. So. Yeah. She's been a big, you know, mutant external villain, but very strongly tied to Gambit for a long time. So quick question before we get to the GPA on this. Uh, Chris Barrett asks, Tebow, to piggyback off of Al's question, do you think they will do a gifted style? Sh I, I, I truly think gifted is gone forever. I don't think it's ever coming back. Um, there will be uh, some type of show. I mean, this, believe it or not, this Gambit show, they're still trying to determine if it's going to be Disney Plus or or Hulu, and I'm kind of hoping it goes on Hulu because I do too. 
it could be darker, grittier. And I, to me, Gambit fits that whole New Orleans darker, grittier right. vibe. You know what I mean? So I would, you know, they need, they, they want to put X-Men on TV, be it Hulu, uh, Disney Plus, maybe even, you know, FX. But the gifted was that where it was a leftover from like remember Legion and Gifted. Remember the guy Noah Wiley? Noah yeah. somebody was a show creator for Noah Legion. Like, yeah, Noah Holly. Thank you. Noah Wiley, I think is in the, uh, some TV show. Anyway, he was remember, he's the one that said, Yeah, I pitched uh Kevin Feige um a Doctor Doom solo film. And Feige was like, Hey, thanks for pitching it. Bye. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I'm not doing a superhero uh supervillain film right now. I have bigger plans for that stuff. So, uh, sorry about that. I just want to. I'm trying to answer as many questions as I right. Go, I just, I just want to bring this up real quick. I think when you talk about like special effects and what you have to do, I don't really think that the gambit how they would do this would be special effects heavy. I think you know when you're talking about a grittier movie, a darker movie. I think you've got, you know, you know, good fight scenes. You've got good hand-to-hand combat. Well, even technology now, you can energize mm. some fucking playing cards. Man. Right, and that's not yeah. expensive, though. That's my, you yeah. know what I mean? Your budget doesn't have to be over the top if you well, get some good acting, some when good I was, cinematography. When I reached out to find out more about this, the reason why they chose it's not going to be on Fox or FX is they could have a bigger budget on a pay streaming service. Right. So, mm. and remember when we used to look down on Hulu, like, ah, uh, that's like, you know, you know, all the cheap stuff is going there. Well, <laughs> Feige is now putting the money of Disney behind Hulu, right? And that shows. I mean, if there's some stuff on Hulu now, that's pretty good. In the past, it was just like, man, Hulu. Ah, let me, uh, let me oh, see what's Hulu's on Netflix, Amazon Prime, uh, whatever else, and then I'll look on Hulu to see if there's anything. But like I, when I saw the Wu Tang show, I thought that was great. I absolutely loved that Wu Tang show. Um, um, so it'd be curious to see. It's they have a lot of platforms now, so it's like it's it's all over the place. But they I'm want to introduce they want to introduce mutants before an X Men film. You know I what I mean? And they can do that. To be on Disney, in my opinion, just I like like if I look at Mandalorian, you know, and I look at how yeah. Disney's been doing their shows. Give it eight episodes, make it concise, structured. I feel like these channels, like even Netflix, had this problem with the uh, the Marvel stuff. Thirteen episodes was too long. Too Hulu, long. way too long. Going on, right. and you have too many filler episodes that don't they don't do anything. And I right. won't. I want to see the X Men. I like the idea of the X Men. Some of these characters, like Gambit, I never thought can hold his own film. Mm -hmm. I'd yeah. like to see an introduction here, and then you bring him into some films. And I think yeah. like you're doing with like Moon Knight and She Hulk characters like that that probably can't hold a film. Yeah. That's the place to put them, in my opinion. Yeah, Ryan Ramos, Cloak uh, and Dagger wasn't on Hulu; it was on uh, Freeform. Yep. Freeform, yeah. And yep. that budget was incredibly. I mean, they can barely light up daggers, daggers, you know. <laughs> right. And it was what's the show? Uh, but the, the Runaways is coming to Hulu next, and Cloak and Dagger is going to appear in it, and we'll see if the quality got better now that it's under Marvel TV Studios. Is that the official name? Of they were Marvel? already on it. It was actually at the end of uh, last year. I actually watched the episode not too long ago. What? Yeah, you're telling me the, it's the one with Morgan Le Fay. Yeah, no, this this season. No, it's there. I just watched no. it like two weeks ago. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> I gotta go peep that out, man. I'm, yeah, yeah. I, they they appear in episode eight uh, in the tower. The spoilers. You already knew what was gonna happen. Yeah, you was knew they were gonna come to the show. Yeah. But it's was it's it better? Really, or was it is season better? Uh, I only watched part of the season and then I skipped. Because I really wanted to see the Cloak and Dagger team yeah. because I really like that show. So yeah, I enjoyed Cloak and Dagger. Um, but it was good. It was a good like. Good. It's I'm good just, how they do it. How they do it, like in CW, where 
the cross it's almost like a crossover so yeah. they all get a, they get a, they don't get along in the beginning but then they do i really like cloak and dagger season one season two was you know was but weird. i liked how season one build up to it so that you know and I'd, I'd like to see those characters continue i think they have a kind of tragic past you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. but uh maybe on hulu you know they could be darker but let's uh let's talk about some gpa justin well it's the same book that we talked about before so i mean you're not really looking too much different stuff 98 gpa uh, sixty dollars, nine point eight, nine point eight sold in February for seventy bucks. And this again, is now a double spec book. God, I gotta find that gold book, man. All right, Otto, you're up next. Yeah, you know you're killing me on this. This is funny when we talk about these characters. I know <laughs> Tim. Tim goes through this list and he goes, "All right, watch this. I'm gonna mess with Otto." So the next character we're talking about is Pig. Okay, Pig <laughs> is a mutant crime boss. That's a real who, character, y'all. Yeah, right. And he makes Mojo look like. I, I don't know. Beautiful compared to what Pig looks like. That's him uh, on the cover, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah it absolutely is. Yeah. yeah, and it's you know, and then um, he's an Asian dude. No, I mean when I was looking up, he's some Asian dude that has this weird power. Yeah, he but does, he, I don't even think they ever tell you his power. No, there's just nothing. Tim made Tim was like, watch Otto try to find this, and I got nothing. And even Tim gave you the lead on it, and I still couldn't dig up anything other than. Uh, he was a crime boss. He's involved in human trafficking. He doesn't care about his appearance. His appearance is what makes him so powerful. And um, he's kind of like some of- YouTubers we know. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> watch it now. <laughs> and I think this is technically a double spec book, right? Because you're right. Zach already talked about that. Etienne so, Marceau, now the pig, and right. So you go dollar bin diving, you get a double spec yeah. book, and you're only and hearing Fabian, that on Lords of Logbacks. I want. I just want to hear Justin say Fabian's last name again. Uh, Fabian Nazim, Nasiaza. Oh, thank God! Don't don't worry, we got one coming up for you. Let me try to. If you guys can monitor the live chat, and then if there's any good questions, we'll we'll try to answer them. But there's 140 you guys in there, so please bear with us as we dole out this information as slow as possible to kill up time. So that means. Manimal's up next, and this is a really cool book. I Some yeah. of these, when I got them and I looked them up, I go, this is an it's awesome book, man. X-Men Volume 2, Number 8, the first appearance of? Belladonna Boudreaux. So this is probably the most Damn important. Damn it, I wanted Otto to try to say that last name, but <laughs> go ahead, man. This is probably the most important character in Gambit's mythology outside of Rogue and Bishop, which coincidentally enough are right there on the cover, but... They very much her Belladonna and Gambit are the X-Men's version of Romeo and Juliet. They came from her from the Assassin's Guild, him from the Thieves Guild. Their parents tried to put them together in a marriage to make peace between these two guilds. Of course, her brother didn't like Gambit. There was a duel to the death. Our boy Gambit won and he had to leave New Orleans and then started being his own free mutant. So you see Belladonna show up a lot in different aspects of Gambit's life, whether it's as an antagonist and a villain or as an ally. She's also been all over the Marvel Universe in terms of she showed up with Scarlet Spider stuff that yeah. left recently. And um, once again, just like Kandra, she was most recently seen in uh, Mr. and Mrs. X, the miniseries about Rogue and Gambit. So, so before we get to the gpa i sorry to interrupt you but i I just wanted to say the obvious question is and i know people are going to ask is is rogue going to be in this and first of all shout out to mikey sutton uh who dropped uh the scoop that rogue was going to be appearing and i believe captain marvel 2 rogue is tied to captain marvel's um um 
mythos you want to say she is directly responsible for a, cat, a lot of cap uh, carol danvers powers subset powers and how she becomes binary and they have a long uh, uh protagonist history and then uh becoming allies so on and so forth but you know other than that gambit and and rogue are always tied to another but she may appear toward the end. This is very early in the comp set. It's all depending on where they want to use Rogue from what I'm being heard. From what I'm being told, Rogue's going to be used with Captain Marvel first, and then they'll see how it goes with Gambit. So you can do a lot of these one-off series to, with these kind of ancillary X-Men characters, not the original five. Or like I would say Angel, Beast, uh, Cyclops, Jane, Jean Grey, uh, and uh, who am I missing? Uh, four. Iceman. Iceman, yeah, the original five, right? That's you know, that's the that's the gold standard. And then you have the new X-Men, and then you have what the guys got came later. A lot of characters like Gambit and stuff like that. Like I'm old school. Like to me, I want to see the team of like fucking Banshee and Havoc and all these crazy characters, Nightcrawler. Yeah. You know what? I'm that I'm the copper age, bronze age X-Men guy. Where you're a giant when I, size, you're a giant when size. I first started reading X-Men, there was like a hundred fucking of characters in there, and I was amazed by it. I was like, Sunfire, bring him along too. I want to see Banshee, I want to see all these characters, and that's what I loved about X-Men. It's similar to Avengers, where you have a team of 10 and then throw another five in there just for a fight, and then they go away for a couple of issues. And that's what I really thought was was cool. The kind of polar opposite of the Fantastic Four were the same four members for a good, I don't know. 250 300 issues into that weird team of like Hulk, Wolverine, Ghost Rider, and somebody remember that weird team? Yeah, that was really odd. But uh, what kind of sales? Uh, I'm sorry, go ahead and finish up your thought, Manimal. If you if, no, no, just saying that she's probably the most important character in his mythology. It's a good character, she's been around. And in fact, actually, I think out of all the characters outside the Marauders and who we got coming up next, she's actually a mutant as well. So she does have power, she's not just another human. Um, but yeah, like I said, it's just a Gambit's version of Romeo and Juliet. All right, what kind of sales data we got? Oh, look at that. Yeah, I mean, get some. Obviously, this is an overprinted book because it is the '90s. It was the Jim Lee run. Uh, you know, most people who want within the first ten issues are looking for Omega Red, which is four and five. But you know, for a nine point eight for forty nine dollars in December, that's where you want to do. That's where you want to be at. Go out and buy the nine point eight, unless you want to buy it raw for in the dollar, two dollar bins, and flip it for ten to fifteen bucks later on. That's up to you. What you need um, to do is get that ten point oh. Yes, as Tim said, there was a ten point oh on this book, and this was eleven years ago, sold for two hundred and three dollars. If you have a ten point oh in that book now, man, I can't even imagine the price. Do not crack that. Whoever bought that <laughs> in two thousand nine, do not crack it to get Jim Lee Jim or Bill's signature. <laughs> you have an old label ten point oh. I can guarantee Jane you that signature two thousand nine. That was the old CJ CGC label. So it'd be interesting. But he got a killer deal, man. The sales data on that's amazing. That they can go back to two thousand nine on GPA on that. Um, whoever's I, I, it'd be curious to see whoever's got GPA out there in the live chat. Look up in the census, see how many 10.0s in this book there oh. is. Because this is not a a fancy hard cardstock cover or anything. This mm -hmm. is a regular cover that came back at 10.0. Granted, it's from CDC from 2009. The grading standards were a little bit different back then. But whoever you are, you have a 10.0. Do not crack it or we'll all come over there and bitch slap you. What's the person be in the live chat? I have one. <laughs> and I was amazed when I saw that 10.0s were very, very rare back then. They are much more, I guess I wouldn't say they're much more around nowadays. They're just more books being graded. So the chances of hitting a 10.0 uh -huh. are a lot greater than back in 2009, right there. I would imagine there's not, I would say 
20% of what you're seeing now of, of books being graded back in 2009, as opposed to now where you can buy books already a nine, eight, because somebody's going to submit 50 of them and they'll guarantee you a nine, eight, uh, in Batman 89 that came out today. <laughs> By the way, if you're looking for one, go on to eBay, they're on eBay and they even pre-sailed 9.8s for the first, uh, cameo of punchline. Okay. Since we're on that topic, I also want to, I wanted to address this earlier. If you go to a, because Justin had this issue today. Yeah, let's talk to, about that. Let's talk about to a them. Store and it's books being released today, and they are charging above cover price on day of release. You need to tell the people that work at this store that is bullshit and leave. Do you fuck have a? Do not give them any money. Justin, what is the name of this store in New Jersey that is selling us something that just came out today for twenty five dollars? Well, Tim, I posted it on our Lord's uh, <laughs> investing page, and it is a store that is in Livingston, New Jersey. The name of the store is New World Manga. And, and the employee's name is... They had a price tag of $25 on Ridiculous. a brand new book. And they Dead. opened up at 11, and I was there at 11.15, and they were not on the shelves. And they were behind the counter at $25 a piece. That is shady. It's fucking criminal. Fuck, man. Man. Yeah. That is frowned upon by diamond distributors. It's not, you know, you can't lose your diamond uh, distributor license or anything, but it is frowned upon uh, to sell it for over GPA on the same or over, excuse me, not GPA, but over retail price, MSRP, the price mm -hmm. tag on, you know, on the comic itself. Typically they say after the first day, but you know, that's frowned upon too. Cause what they're saying is, they're squirreling away books so that when their customers come in, they're not on the shelves. My LCS, Comic Tunes and Toys in Tuss in California, sold all theirs at cover price uh, prior to them. So basically, when people find out about it, they call them up and say, hey, can I have a book? Can I have a book? So he ordered 100 copies, sold out. There was none on the shelves where people got there, but nobody paid over cover price. So uh, what's the name of that place in New Jersey again? New World Manga. New World Manga. Tell them that the Lords of Longbox put them on blast for selling shit over the cover price for $25. And none of you guys should patronize that store anymore. And if they go out of business, that's on them. Sorry. Yeah. But that's, just, that's just bad business. That's not taking care of the customers. And it looks bad for other people who are new to the hobby who want to come in and, you know, start buying books. And, you know, and people say, hey, I heard there's a brand new punchline character. Can I get it? Yeah, that's $25. I go, I just heard it. it came out today. And then people are like, well, sorry, that's the price we're selling it for. I'd love to know if they charge that price to the people who had pull lists as well. That would be. If bullshit. that's the case, dude, I would burn that place to the fucking ground. Oh, my God, that'd be insane. Burn that motherfucker down. So real, quick, just, real quick, let me get back to X-Men 8. I'm actually on CGC Sentence. So there is only one 10.0. There's actually four 9.9s. And then just so easy, there's 184 9.8s. There you go. So there are this, 9.9s out there, which is interesting. This well. is a high print run book because all the mm -hmm. X-Men were high print runs. But I will tell you that they're sitting around just anywhere and everywhere. I mean, to be honest with you, this X-Men run is probably hard to find in the LCS issues 1 through 25 because everybody bought them for their collections. Right. Not meant, And plus... Nobody is going to a store and say, yo, I'm selling my X-Men run. They're like, I already had copies. They're not moving at all. But, you know, sometimes you can go to LCS and you can find it. This is before variants. On If you follow me on Instagram uh, for next variant, top variant Tuesday, I will post the first ever X-Men variant that came out. Um, and before you get carried away, is the, when I call it a variant, that means this, for the same book it came out, it was a totally different cover. Prior to this book, there were other variants that came out, but typically they were second print variants and they just came out with a different color. I have two of the, it was an Uncanny X-Men and an X-Men book back when I was collecting. I still have them. They were the first ever variants that came out, meaning for 
for every 10 of this cover, you can get this one totally different cover. And I'll post that on Top Variant Tuesday. I still have these books. They are uh, near and dear to me, not worth anything, but very cool in the historical context of collecting because it's the first ever X-Men variants that came out. And I was a big X-Men guy. That's my largest run of books of any title are Uncanny X-Men and X-Men. Mm -hmm. I have two, three long boxes of X-Men books. So uh, let's go to the last one, Otto. And this is a book that I think everybody should have too. Yeah, this is it. This is dude. We're going to talk about. X -Men I love number this cover, by the way. Yeah, this is X Men number two eleven. We're going to talk about the first appearance of the Scrambler, who is also known as Kim Tu Sung. Oh, this I, is the Korean guy. I'm sorry, I was thinking the other guy, the other guy was Asian, uh, but no, it's this dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kim Tu Sung was a marauder. Um, he was killed multiple times. He came back. Sinister brought him back. He fought havoc. He's just another one of those characters that was. Then he got killed by. Um, he got killed by X-23. He, he came back to life. And, you know, just a cool book in uh, X-Men 210 and 211. Another book that's part of the Marauders group. And, Justin, what do we know about X-Men 211? Great cover. And pricing is actually really interesting for this book. So a 9.8 sold in February for $75. And 90-day GPA is at $79. But a 9.9, .9, guys, $4,000 in September Wow. And that I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you why, man. This cover, go and look at your long box right now, is a very flimsy cover. It's paper thin. You can almost see the first page. This is like a same error right around ASM 301, very thin. Mm -hmm. And if you ever see this comic with a blank cover, grab it. It is very, very sought after. It is a very high collectible. It was the this era when they came out with books, they had these blank covers where you could draw in the middle of them. They were this weird anniversary issue. And and believe it or not, they are sought after. The only blank cover that I know that are sought after because artists could do custom sketches inside here. Uh, so basically where you see Wolverine is, it had the border of all the heroes and just the inside was blank. Uh, so if you ever see that oh, Marvel anniversary issue, yeah, there's a blank one. It was weird. You know what? I don't think about it. It may be the first ever blank variant, but uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Justin. Continue with the pricing on that. Yep, I got him. Check this out. And I actually got did this in. Uh, I did this on my uh, most recent haul video. This is actually for the 75th anniversary. Yes, there it is. How do I so, Justin full stream? Just push, uh, click on oh. me on the bottom. There you go. That thing is gorgeous. See that? So he well, had well, them, and he didn't know how to price them. So he was just like, "Oh, how about ten bucks for ten boards?" I was like, "Heck yeah, man!" I was like, "I'll take them all." So, so uh, Justin, what are those, those are boards, or that's a book? No, it's actual boards. So, oh. so the book though is the one that's sought after. Right? Yeah, oh, you want to get that one that has the blank cover, but that's a great thing to have sketched on. You know what I'm saying, dude? You know what? Doing really back cool. and front and just put them in like mylar and I had do them back and front. Well, this isn't the back of it, but I mean, I definitely, I would definitely get a sketch on this. And yeah. But if you ever see that comic in the wild, buy it. It is very valuable. Artist Alley looks for those comics all the time. I would say it's a great, great uh, book to have. Uh, we got about 15 minutes left. So we'll try to answer questions in your live chat. Sorry, I've been uh, ignoring y'all. Uh, <laughs> let me see. You guys see anything worth? See if you guys super chat. I can see that shit, man. Um, oh, by the way, uh, we have another long-term spec list. Um, um, and it was just too much for one show. So we're going to push it off to next Wednesday. And we already talked about this on our scoop that we did about um, Kang. And, yeah. the, and this is a spec based on 
Marvel characters from the Old West. So I'm going to drop that on. And you think you know the Two-Gun Kid, but oh, no, there's more. Uh, <laughs> some of these, I was like, this is amazing, these comics that I find. And, and they're not all just old-timey and Silver Age books either. There's some weird, like, Bronze Age books that just pop up out of nowhere. Just goes to prove Kevin Feige loves old Marvel comics. He loves cowboy comics. He's at that age. And that's why he wants Gambit to be a kind of modern Western set in New Orleans. That's what I was told from the Black Knight. So that would be incredibly interesting how they do that. Um, after uh, this show at 7 p.m., go check out our friends at the Comic Corps. They're going to be going live. And I do believe the Comic Corps is going to be at C2E2. Make sure mm -hmm. you check out all of our friends at C2E2. Uh, KRS Comics booth will be there. Our friend Rocket Comics will be madly scrambling around, getting signatures and submitting anything to CGC for you. He is a very busy man. Um, yes, Zero Hour had a... Um, and also... Uh, who wants to speak on about the uh, uh, three men in the basin swap? Yeah, yeah, I'll do it up. Go ahead, Justin. Justin's been uh, working hard for we are, yeah. Justin is, we are Justin, two weeks Justin away. Justin has been working hard while we were sitting in a bar and Justin's driving around and we're sitting there drinking Tito's. Great job, Justin. Thank you, man. I was the mayor this past Saturday. I drove to six different comic shops here in New Jersey, dropping off flyers, uh, you know, promoting our comic swap, getting some great giveaways who, you know, people are attending some uh, tickets to some shows, some cons, as well as some awesome gifts and gift cards. So just to give you guys an idea, it's February 29th here in Jersey at Frenchie's Bar and Grill. Uh, unfortunately, we don't have the um, image, but if you guys follow me on Instagram or follow Auto, we posted it. It's from one o'clock to five o'clock Eastern time. It's uh, it's a great time. We've done it two times in Connecticut last year. This is the first Do time. Do you guys be going live Jersey. from there as well this time or no? We're gonna try. I'm not sure how the internet's gonna be. Got to uh, get one of those four G. Uh, you got to get one of those four G uh, cards, man. Hotspots. Well, that or yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm gonna see if I can run a wire. If not, we're definitely gonna do a lot of. Uh, pre-recorded stuff and then we'll be going live that night yeah. here down in my place so uh, uh let me put l ricky has a question any news on the century why yes last oh, week yeah, we talked we about it uh marvel is developing a century series mini series for disney plus so yes we uh talked about that we had it on our black knight long-term spec list about six months ago we heard that they we reserved the character to being used and then mikey sutton just recently uh, told us that uh, they are indeed planning the century for Disney Plus. So you got that to look forward to. They want to use them as their version of Superman. So, uh, you know, it's the century powered by a, a million suns, I do believe mm -hmm. is his tagline. So get out your sunblock, y'all. <laughs> All right. So when is the date for the February 29th? And so next, but what are the specifics? Saturday. People can bring in comics and, and trade like the old days of yore yep. or? Yeah, right. it's pretty much it's like an old school going to an old school comic show, you know, and it's not vent. It's really not vendors. It's really just getting the Instagram and YouTube community together. Pretty much you want to bring either short boxes or long boxes like myself. I may bring about four to five boxes. I want to bring maybe a statue or two. I'm going to bring some there slabs to tell. And our friends, the Geeky Swag Shop will be there and they probably have some merch and they yes, actually they participated in, in the raffle giveaway last time, right? Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. He's, he, if he comes, he says he's going to bring some stuff for the raffle. Very Gary Comics is coming down. A couple guys from the NY Warriors are going to be here. Uh, of course, the three men in the basement from Connecticut are coming down. Some people here in Jersey. So it's uh, it's going to be a great time. You know, you don't have to bring anything. You can just shop. Just like show if up. You just, yeah, just show up. You can buy yeah. stuff. Yeah. If you don't want to really um, set up, you could just bring your book bag, bring some stuff. Say, hey, you know, I have this. Would you be interested? So it, quick, it's going to be a good time. Yeah, real quick. CT Cook has a question. Any idea who Christian Bale is going to play in Thor? 
God, I forgot, but we had a list. I forgot who it was, but it's none of the people that you think. Uh, I've heard some crazy stuff out there. I'd have to go back and look. Do you guys remember who we said Christian Bale was going to play? I thought it was um, a villain, but I don't remember who. Yeah. yeah. No, Better Ray Bill? No. It was in, It was going to be between Beta Ray, Beta Ray Bill and somebody else, uh, yeah. and I forgot already. Uh, no, not Korvac. That's way too deep. It's. Yeah. I meant... The character is going to be heavily CGI, so that's that's all we know. God, I have to go back and look. We're horrible at uh, mem- memory. We're, we're, <laughs> we gotta... <laughs> I should have known that right at the top of my head, but yeah. No. But no, it's it's not God Butcher. It's not uh, all these yeah. one guys. This is Christian Bale. This is a major actor. He's going to be playing major roles. That's why uh, Silver Surfer. There you go. Thank you very much. It's it, what we were told was Silver Surfer or Beta Ray Bill. Uh, recently, there's been rumors also of Rami Malek up for the role of Silver Surfer. So look, trust me, man, everybody wants to play in Disney Sandbox. So, you know, Keanu Reeves still hasn't come up and told them who he wanted to play yet. I mean, he's pretty damn busy with John Wick. He's filming The Matrix now. He just finished uh, Bill, Bill and Ted's. Ted. He just finished Bill and Ted's. So remember who was one of those dumbasses said a rumor that uh, Keanu Reeves was going to be in Eternals? Some dumbass. We debunked that. I immediately got blocked on Twitter for debunking that horrible (laughs) news. I mean, that was some of the most stupidest shit I'd ever heard because Bill and Ted and Eternals were filming at the same time. Not saying that it's not impossible, but you just saw Bill and Ted, Keanu Reeves is flying around San Francisco right now filming The Matrix. So, yeah, um, there's some really cool footage of that. Yeah, I don't, Remy Malik could be. uh, Hey, thanks to. Oro digs it for the $10 super chat. Appreciate the show, guys. I'm looking for Hercules key, specifically his origin share issue. Not sure if it even exists, though. Do you know what issue? I do believe that's the annual. His first appearance is also the origin, right? Yes, it is. There you go. So it's that uh, King King size two or three. Yeah, it's the Thor annual cover with Thor fighting Hercules on the cover. And I do believe that is Kirby. Yeah, that's the origin and first appearance of Hercules. So it's got two on one right there. Um, no, it's not Dario Agar either, C2 Cook. Uh, Dario Agar is a relatively new th- um, uh, Thor villain, uh, and I don't think I don't think he's coming this, you know. And if it is, that's a one-and-done villain. That's not, you know, Christian Bale. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of the stories of Christian Bale, but uh, he is a bit of a... Uh, Cantankerous? <laughs> yes, he is. I like to say cantankerous is a word. Yes, there are video- videos of him yelling at just poor people working on set. So he is a bit of a high demand actor. So, you know, or how do I say this? High maintenance high actor. Maintenance. So mm-hmm. I can just imagine Kevin Feige hey, man, you want to play this guy, Dario Agar? Who the fuck do you think you're speaking to, mate? <laughs> I am real fucking Batman. You know, he has that lift when he speaks. I thought that I did that pretty well. So, yeah, that was a good and- one. Yeah. Uh-huh. Anyway, uh, let's uh, sign off now. Any last words, Milton the Manimal? No, no. Just um, hopefully we get some more X-Men spec coming soon. It's nice to see it kind of tipping over the waves right now. Oh, yeah. And if you remember way back when we went really deep on Alarms on Speculus with the Black Knight and he said that Kevin Feige wanted to develop the Savage Land. Uh, my guess, now I'm just speculating this while on my own, since we know Kang is going to send the Avengers and the FF throughout time, 2099 and the Old West. Maybe he can send him to the Savage Land. Yeah. I don't know. But what I'm being told is the Savage Land is specifically going to be for the X-Men, not a kind of big thing where, the, you know, Kazar, because X-Men 10, first appearance of Kazar. So um, those that was the long-term spec we did a while ago. It was Sauron, was Sheena, and some other Savage Land characters. So stock up on those Savage Land books. They're still relatively cheap, especially Sauron, the big flying fucking pterodactyl, crazy-ass <laughs> character, man. 
Otto, any last words? No, thank you very much. I mean, I missed you guys. It's great to hang out tonight. Uh, Three Men in Basement is going live this uh, Friday night, 9 p.m. on our channel, Three Men in Basement. I've got a half a dozen books back from Baltimore. They sat there forever at CGC while everybody got their McFarlane book signed. <laughs> Silver and bronze keys. I don't know the grades yet. We're going to do an unboxing. We're also going to have a special guest, Ryan, a fellow YouTuber. His name is Ryan Comic Guy is going to join us, talk about what he does. He's also on Instagram under the same name. And we're just going to have a good show. So, you know, between Lords of the Long Box and Three Men in the Basement, we've got some really good comic stuff coming up for you guys in the community. So, as always, please share, comment, like all these videos because that's really where it's all about. So, we really appreciate you guys. So, thank you very much for joining us tonight. That's right. And if you like content like this, make sure you subscribe, like this video, and hit that notification bell because sometimes I just go live for the hell of it and I don't wait till Wednesday. But I know for <laughs> sure next Wednesday we will have another Black Knight long-term spec list. And these are Marvel Old West Cowboys that aren't specifically from the Old West of the 50s. I'll just leave it at that. And you may think you know, but you may not know. Uh, also, I just got a message from my man, Mikey Sutton. I will be doing another Scoop Jam with Cosmic Wonder right around March 11th. This is going to be huge. This is going to be MCU implicate. A lot of times this news, we kind of sit on, we try to get more information on it, and then we kind of deliver it as, as best we can. We try not to be first, but we try to be as accurate as possible. Sometimes that happens, sometimes not. Things are subject to change all the time. The best rule of that is when Mahershala Ali came out and said, I'm going to play Blade. That changed everything when that happened. Literally, nobody saw that coming, and it just was announced at San Diego Comic-Con. So it's amazing time. So I'm going to go check out The Runaways on Hulu because I didn't know it was on. Uh, <laughs> See what you learned on the Lords. Well, you know what? I've been doing this. I've been binging uh, Narcos, which is freaking excellent, by the way. This is Narcos Mexico Season 2. So it is introduction to El Chapo along with Felix uh, Ariano. Uh, Ariano. Anyway, that's really been good. Uh, I just finished Sabrina. That's been good. Next week is a new. Uh, this week is a new show on Amazon Prime called Hunters with uh, Al Pacino, with yes. about a team of kids hunting Nazis. That yep. looks fucking good. And fucking Clone War starts next week. This don't week, forget, don't forget this week. Culture, don't twenty first. Carbon next week. Oh yeah, it's crazy, man. I mean, it's too. so much. Uh, so much is happening. Just wait till HBO Max comes out. It's gonna be nuts. I mean, you know, now typically it takes me 60 minutes to find something I don't want to watch on Netflix. But now <laughs> I'm going out. Yeah, I'm going to Amazon Prime. I'm going to Hulu and everything. So now I know. Hey, thank you all for joining us. Uh, until next time, boys and girls. Uh, you know what? Let me find a thing to say farewell to you. As you can tell, I'm just all disjointed here. So uh, until next time, boys and girls, keep digging into the long boxes. Peace out. Shake and bake and pull it back. Oh my god.